Welcome to the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. My name is Andrew James Brown and I'm the minister of the Unitarian Church in Cambridge, UK. Knowing that full scope always eludes our grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that we have perceived nothing completely and that, therefore, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk, I hope that, on occasions, you'll find here a helpful liberal, religious and philosophical reflection that encourages you to journey through life, making footprints rather than blueprints. Welcome. Circuses but no bread. A political theological meditation offered on the weekend of the coronation of King Charles III. A short thought for the day given at the Cambridge Unitarian Church as part of the Sunday service of mindful meditation. A few weeks ago, some of you may have read reports about an announcement made by the current Secretary of State for Culture, Media and Sport and Member of Parliament for South East Cambridgeshire, Lucy Fraser, that on Coronation Day... 3,800 seats were to be made available in front of Buckingham Palace in a specially built grandstand. Fraser told us that these seats were to be offered to military veterans and National Health Service workers, quote, as a mark of the nation's profound gratitude, unquote. OK, hold this piece of information in mind for just a moment. In the late 1st or early 2nd century of the Common Era, the Roman satirical poet Juvenal famously wrote in his 10th satire that, quote, Ever since the time their votes were a drug on the market, the people don't give a damn anymore. Once they bestowed legions, the symbols of power, all things, but now they are cautious, playing it safe, and now there are only two things that they ask for. Bread and circuses. Although Juvenal originally used the term bread and circuses to make a complaint about people's general selfishness and neglect of their wider civic duties, the phrase has today come to refer primarily to any situation where a governing political class is seeking to garner public support not by showing competence in the provision of either public services or public policy, but instead by using the tactics of diversion and distraction, especially in the form of food and entertainment, i.e. bread and circuses. To a Roman living in the first couple of hundred years of the Common Era, this later reading of the meaning of bread and circuses would have made sense because... Along with the provision of entertainment, in the form of the munus legitium, a spectacle that would involve fighting animals in the morning, executions at midday, and gladiatorial fights in the afternoon, the emperor also made a distribution of grain, the so-called curae anonai. The curae anonai, literally the care of the goddess Anona, refers to a grain goddess particularly associated with the city of Rome who was closely related to the more ancient Ceres, the goddess of agriculture, grain crops, fertility and motherly relationships, who was herself closely related to the even older Greek goddess Demeter. 
Now, when I first heard Lucy Fraser's announcement about the grandstand in front of Buckingham Palace, it suddenly struck me that I was seeing a shocking political theological development. This was because it offers us a glimpse of the emergence of a style of government that thinks it now needs only to offer us circuses in order to keep us under their control and passively accepting of all the sleaze, greed, incompetence and corruption we see everywhere around us. The circus being offered to those 3,800 military veterans and NHS workers was, of course, not the Munas Legitium, but this weekend's coronation. Through television, newspapers and social media, all of us could also have had, should we have wished, a free, if second-hand view, of this same spectacle. And the absence of bread can be seen in our government's continual refusal to offer these, and many other public servants, any adequate post-discharge or post-retirement support services, in-service support, pensions, and, as the current strikes reveal, even decent living wages that would ensure none of these astonishing selfless public servants, after working harder and longer hours than most of us can ever imagine, would ever find themselves needing to resort to food banks in order to feed themselves and their families, which they must often take back to rented rooms, flats and houses they cannot afford properly to heat. Now, some people may think that this is all politics and that, therefore, someone like me, a minister of religion, should not be venturing so clearly into this realm, least of all on the very weekend of the coronation. But I find that in this modern offering of circuses, but no bread, there is a religious element fully in play. And to help reveal it to you, I need to remind you of Carl Schmitt's powerful, and I think correct, observation, written in 1922, that, quote, All significant concepts of the modern theory of the state are secularised theological concepts, not only because of their historical development, but also because of their systematic structure the recognition of which is necessary for a sociological consideration of these concepts. Unquote. On this occasion, the secularised theological concept I want to point to is found in the absent bread part of bread and circuses. As I have already indicated, in the Roman context of the 1st and 2nd centuries of the Common Era, the distribution of grain, and therefore its most important resultant product, bread, was connected with the goddess Anonna. Holding Schmidt's words in mind, it's important to see that Anonna was a politicised version of Ceres. So what we see here is then an early example of the process of secularisation as Ceres is transformed into a nonna, becoming, along the way, an expression of the emperor's own earthly political power to care for his people through the provision of grain. The significant thing I'd like you to see here is that 
Although a secularising development of religion has occurred, and one not in the direction many of us today would applaud, the invocation of a nonna rather than Ceres still meant that some concept of care of others remained alive, albeit in attenuated form, in the minds of the empress. Two millennia later, we should not be surprised to find that this process of secularisation has continued into our own day. And although we are separated from the Roman gods and goddesses by at least 1,500 years of Christian faith and practice, and so no longer even vaguely think about Anona, if indeed we've ever heard of her, until very recently, a central concept alive in our modern British secular theories of the state was the recognition that those in power must display some kind of care to the people and that they must not be allowed to go hungry. Indeed, from 1909 onwards, the development of what is known as the welfare state can be understood as a secular, if by then very ghostly, manifestation of the goddess Anonna. To remind you, lest you had forgotten or, alas, never knew. The welfare state is defined as one in which the state protects and promotes the economic and social well-being of its citizens, based on the principles of equal opportunity, equitable distribution of wealth and public responsibility for citizens unable to avail themselves of the minimal provisions for a good life. The welfare state was, therefore, an expression of the state's own earthly political power to care for its people. And as such, it can be seen as a secular descendant of the goddess Anonna. It seems to me that this weekend, in offering a small number of military veterans and NHS staff a grandstand view of the circus, but without offering them any bread in the form of increased wages or better terms of employment, our government has inadvertently revealed a little bit more of its underlying desire entirely to exorcise the last ghostly vestiges of the goddess Anonna from our collective memory, and so utterly expunge from civic life any shared understanding of the need to develop motherly relationships with one another. Surely we need, right here and right now, to begin decisively to turn away from the distraction of the countless circuses we are daily being offered by our current crop of politicians and to pledge our allegiance once again to the basic idea of some kind of welfare state. Secondly, I think we need to recover an understanding that the idea of the welfare state is one with deep religious roots that stretch all the way back through Anonna to the Roman goddess Ceres and then even further back to the more ancient Greek goddess Demeter. When we read our history books, whether about ancient or modern times, we are rightly horrified by any government that has sought to exercise its power and control over its people through the cynical deployment of bread and circuses. <laughs>
Should we not, therefore, be doubly horrified and, yes, angry to find ourselves being ruled today by a government that is beginning to think it is perfectly acceptable to offer us only circuses? And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. So, farewell for now, and remember, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. See you on the path.